And we are back. Couples therapy episode number 25. Right, babe? Hey, y'all. Sure, if you think so. It's 25, okay? We're doing better. We're paying attention and knowing what episode is what, correct? You sure are. Anyway, so <laughs> we're back. Um, it's Friday, y'all. Hey, we said we were going to be recording on Friday, so I hope y'all know what today is. Yep. And we're going to bring it to you the best way that I can on Saturday. It feels like we haven't recorded in a long time. It was that just me. Like, did we miss it a does. week? I, um, well, we kind of compensated. We put in, I feel like we put an extra episode out. That wasn't actually. It was on accident. I'll be I'll be transparent with y'all. No, I'm just saying like I feel like we missed a week. I think we did. How did I not catch that? I'm usually on it. Or was the switch up pushing it back? I don't know. Because we released Saturday last time, right? Yeah, I think we're on time. We, we, we would have to look at it. But either way, this is something that we should be able to do on our own time. Let's not bore the people with uh, figuring out if we're behind or not. <laughs> right? Not so, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so episode 25. Um, again, you know, if you're not following us on social media, that's a Couples Therapy Podcast on IG. Mm-hmm. Um, very... Uh, good interactions with our fans and our listeners. Keep up the good work, guys, and liking and telling people about the podcast. We appreciate it. Really appreciate it. You know Thanks, what I mean? Pal. Love the listens. It really helps out and it motivates us to continue to doing what we're doing and wanting to do more and bigger and better things for our listeners in the long run. So, what you been up to? Yeah. So, um, just working, babe. Like, I've been working, 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 working. Um, Got a new car. Congrats. Yeah. So when I get a new car, you get a new car, babe. Right? Technically. Yeah, I guess. It's like Oprah. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Right. I got a, a car A lot of now. them people couldn't keep their car because they couldn't pay taxes. Sad story. Oh, snap. You talking about on the show? Yeah. That's they crazy. Pay the what car person? was it? I don't remember. It was something like I remember that cute, episode. affordable. That's whatever. when my mama started watching Oprah out of nowhere. She started watching Oprah. She was about to go off. She started watching Oprah out of. I think it was because she had retired. She started watching Oprah in like '03. Man, we used to watch Oprah every day, almost, almost every day. Mm, interesting. I love that show. Well, Sometimes I actually started be... watching it. It was pretty good. I, yeah, I didn't go back to. She was a good interviewer. Yeah, it was pretty good. She had some dope episodes. Well, anyway, we're not here to talk about Oprah, even though um, she's a very interesting. I was gonna say she's a very (laughs) interesting socialite at this moment, but uh, yeah. So, um, it's the end of the school year for high school kids, elementary and middle school. Know what that means? No more traffic when we on our way to work. Oh, them damn buses. I was so excited. Right. I can, that means you get marker. a little extra sleep, maybe, or a little bit no. of extra procrastination Mm-mm. in the morning yeah, time. a little extra procrastination. But I'm low-key going to miss it because, <laughs> because you are not quiet at all with that sip. <laughs> I'm low-key going to miss it because, like, seeing the school bus let me know, all right, Brittany, you made it out of the house on time. You're going to be to work on time. Now that the school bus not gonna yeah, be now there. Now all you gotta do is look at the clock now. <laughs> no, but just like the school bus let me know. I guess. I, I kinda figure I, I I feel what you're saying. But that bus be slowing me down, dog. Oh my god. And That's then when the school's on 
That's why I know when I see the bus coming down the street and I'm already at the light, I'm like, okay. I don't yes, even think it's more so the it. bus I'm I'm trying to lose. I'm trying to lose that, that school 25 zone, that 25 miles per hour. Yeah, because that really slows it How down. How many do you pass? I pass by three on the way to work. Oh, I only pass the one at the house and that's it. At where? At the house. Oh. Like the one up the street. Right across the street? That's what I'm saying. No, like the school zone. Right there, where uh, oh, you talking about at that school, like right across um the street, the street the, from the house, from yes. Yeah, yeah, I hit three of them jumps. Well, sorry for you. Three of them jumps, and they all oh, it's terrible. Anyway, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so no more of that. But what I really wanted to harp on, or not really harp on, but discuss today. Want to use big words? Harp. Yes, you know what the heart means? That means to stay on something you want to talk about. It's the same difference. Okay. Anyway, this mug, man, I swear up and down, dog. <laughs> You're literally just saying what I'm what I'm doing right now. Anyway, um I was talking about I was thinking about field day. Cause I was um where was I at? Work. It was it by my job or was it on my way to work? You was at work. I was on my way to work. Cause I go to work okay. a little later now. So I was on my way to work and I was, um, you know, over there by uh, Whole Foods. Yeah. That's cool. Right before you get to Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I seen the, the kids out there and they had on their little highlighter shirts and everything. And that reminded me of Why field. Why do they day. always get the bright I have no shirts? Idea. Even when I worked at Boys and Girls Club, we had highlighter shirts. And then when I went I to Boys and Girls it. Club for my job, like on some community service type stuff, they gave us a highlighter shirt. I'm like, is that... So we can find kids. I think they get that color. I think they told us why we get that color. Because when you get that color, a lot of times you can't get it mixed up with other kids that be there on the field trip. But I'm like, other kids do the same color. Yeah. But sometimes they'll do like a like a baby blue. Yes, I had a baby blue one. They'll I had do a, a green, one, green one. Or they'll do a highlighter yellow one. I never had the yellow. I just had a lot of baby blue. Or they might do a green. hot pink. Don't think I had hot pink. But we have had gray. Okay. Which was anomaly. But yeah, they was out there with their uh, highlighter highlighter yellow shirts on, and they were doing uh, sack racing, hula hoop. Who created that? Well, you told me that they didn't even call it field day down here. I found out that they did. I just never knew they called it How did it you find day. out that they did? You asked one of your coworkers? No. Oh, would you looked it up? Yeah. Oh. I looked at my old elementary school, and it said it. Field day, yeah, but we called it the fun run. That well, was we just, just did fun school, run, though. That was just what the school called it. I didn't know that, like, it had a name. That I knew all other kids, like, played outside the last couple of days of school, but I didn't know, like, it was a thing. Yeah, we called it field day. That's the and, name of it. I didn't know. Well, we are, the one I remember vividly was my first field day. Well, my second field day. First field day. I remember my first field day. It was in kindergarten. I remember kindergarten. That's crazy. I think the reason why I remember kindergarten so much is because I was at a school that I was only there for one year. Had a bully and everything. You were a bully? I was bullied. Uh, I think everybody was bullied at one point in their life. Who wasn't? Get over it. Yeah, I was bullied. Teach and it your was kids bullied. How I was bullied by a fifth grader. My mom went there like, you been not touch. Your mom was that lady? Yes. Did you know that she was handing out coupons? I did not know that she printed. She printed coupons. What the coupons say? Eligible 
for your mama, to get your hands? auntie, oh my your God. sister, Doing 18 the most. years old and, and up, up can get it. Can get it. I, I thought was she was weak. just saying it, like when she was addressing the class, but she pr- she went up there with a the whole presentation. They printed out coupons, and the teacher just let her have the presentation, let say, her have the floor. And I say, this is how I want my parenting to be. This is parenting. This is parenting. I think we're gonna post that post, repost it. We got to, this so is the people parenting. know what we're talking about. But that was hilarious. But when I read the article and watched the news clip, she only got that irate when her daughter said, "If I wasn't a strong person." This would make me commit suicide. Why do kids see that as an option? I never thought about that as a kid. Because they've heard about it and they understand what it is. But Did still, you just like suicide as a kid, I didn't even understand death for real for as a kid. I didn't understand death until I was like ten. Right. Until I realized the first person. Well, died. she was older than that, but it's just like um, she she knew what it was. The first time I witnessed suicide was when I was in seventh grade, but you witnessed not witnessed it, but saw someone. I about to say you talked to somebody about that. The last time I was like seeing this guy the last time before, before he committed, he committed yeah. suicide. Yeah, he was gay, and um, everybody used to make fun of him. And I remember the last day of school, everybody was making fun of him while he was walking out of the school. And that was it. That was it. I remember this guy I was in middle school with. He wrote notes to everybody that we he so was, topic. He was cool <laughs> with whatever. He wrote notes to everybody that he was cool with, and like slid them in the little. You know how the locker has the little three line thing right at the top. Yeah. He slid them into there at the end of the school day. And it was that Friday before spring break. And this was like 7th or 8th grade. And I didn't have his phone number. So by the time I found my letter and like some of my friends got to me like, yo, did so-and-so leave you a letter saying basically like, I love you. I just don't want to deal with this pain anymore. Like you meant this to me. Like the final letter to all his friends. And we were just really, really freaked out. I don't know if anybody went to school authorities about it, but I know like amongst... Did he come in suicide? No, he, he ended up not doing it. But like amongst our friend group, we were just like, who has his number? We got to call him like spring break was pretty much us trying to get in contact with him to make sure he was okay, make sure he didn't do nothing stupid. And then probably about it, like, Tuesday, we found out that nothing happened. So the rest of that week, we were on edge because, like, we wouldn't physically see him until Monday after spring break was over. And when he came to school, like, I remember all of us just, like, giving him hugs and telling him we love you and being like, you know, we're here for you if you ever need to talk. And he was gay, too. Um, He was, like, one of those over-the-top theater kids That's kind of how he was. He was, like, God. He wasn't goth. He was God, just like, he was just over the top theater kid. He could sing. He could draw. Like, he was really, really talented. And it was just like, it scared a, a me, a, like me and my friend group. It's great. Do we really want to go on down this? We can talk about okay. it. No, because I'm just thinking about like, that probably was the only suicide while I was in school. And it was, it was weird. I'm not going to say it was funny. It was weird because, um, the way my school was, was instead of going to middle school, they had a middle school combined with high school, so 7th through 12th grade. 
So I technically was in high school from 7th to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. So I witnessed a lot of stuff at an early age. I mean, back in the day, there was no middle school. Back in the day, like what? Like, I want to say before my mom's era. Yeah, there was, there a, was when, where I'm from. There was literally, well, here. You went all was, the way to 6th grade, then you did 7th and 8th. And ninth, I think. You did. Some schools were seventh and eighth. Some schools you just went to like a particular section in the school. Like you, these two hallways are six, are schools. seventh and eighth graders. They and call them junior highs. Ninth, whatever goes up. Just like how they normally call. We call them middle schools, but before that they used to be called it was junior, junior high. high. Yeah, yeah, we call them middle schools. Um, and we had like four middle schools but anyway don't, and then after a while they just combined them together especially for kids they called it like a program that you had to get accepted into so i technically got accepted into that program um but what i realized was it was just a lot of high school stuff that i was noticing at a young age and it was shocking oh, it seemed okay. like every year at the beginning of the year it would always be someone would either get murdered that was a student there get murdered yes murdered Fix your mic. I couldn't hear you. Say so you was in a hood, hood. You might want to face it towards you directly. Yeah. yeah, I turned it. Yeah, so every year, I mean, it seemed like that way, at least until I was in, until I became like the upperclassman. In middle school, I remember a guy, I can't remember his name, but I can see his face. He was murdered by his dad or his stepdad. They killed him, his sister, and his mom. Do we really want to talk about this? No, we don't have to. No, I'm just saying because I don't want it to be uncomfortable for the listeners. Uh, we probably could have said a warning, but we didn't know what was going on. <laughs> we so. did not because <laughs> I just wanted to talk about high school fights and water fights and balloons. Well, we can talk about high school fights, water fights, and balloons then. Yeah, so. Let's go to a happy place. <sighs> it's crazy. I mean, every year it was really, really crazy. But anyway, though, um, that's kind of almost how I ended up going to my first funeral. Because the band... From a water fight? No. From someone dying like in the beginning of the we school We said year. we were talking about fights. I know. I was going to leave this last part before we went into it. Okay. Go ahead. Because um, one of the girls, she was in the band. It was actually her first year getting in band. She was a majorette. She was a dancer. Uh-huh. And she got murdered. And um, we had a performance literally right the same day of her funeral. So we went to pay our respects to her. And then we went to the performance. It was wild. It was really, really wild. But anyway, though, um, yeah, so high school, last day of high school, elementary school, last day of middle elementary school. So field day, one of my first field days that I remember was in kindergarten. Um, and it was my first time really noticing that they did it. I didn't know what was going on. All I know is we was outside sack racing and relays and eggs on a spoon and yeah. spinning on the bat and hula hooping. Y'all did all of that? We had like multiple stations. Did y'all have to sign up? No. We signed up for what we wanted. Like there was like the week before there was a sign up sheet. And I don't know if I told you this before, but um or mentioned this on the podcast that my school I went to a different type of elementary school, like it was a it magnet was, school. It was kinda like charter before charter was called charter. So you was on a list to get in. Some people got lottery in. Yeah. So our school was, our classrooms were in communities, as they called them. And it was basically like four classrooms in one room. 
So your community would have like sign up. No, you didn't leave where you were. Mm. It was just four classrooms in one room. It was huge. But um, you had sign up sheets and you would sign up for the different activities that you would want to do. Or you can just leave a free block and you could just go and watch, you know. I want to watch the potato sack race at one thirty. They give y'all niggas decisions and choices. <laughs> and y'all want nothing but six years old. We was doing everything. And if you didn't want to do it, just go do another station. Uh, just signed up. I remember that was the first time. Um, so this was that was kindergarten where I first experienced it. I feel like that whole year was just a lie to me. Hold on right quick. It was so confusing. Like I literally, my great grandma, she got me dressed up. Now, granted, you as a kid, when you're young, like two, three, four, five, six years old, you're literally just playing 24-7, just every day of summer. You're just experiencing things. You go out in the backyard. You're just having a free-for-all. Then one day, she dressed me up. Dress you up for field day? Listen to what I'm saying. She dressed me <laughs> up. We go to this building. Um, she's signing all these papers. And next thing I know, oh, school. the next day, I'm in there, and I'm in there meeting all these new people for one whole day. I get a meal, I get a nap, and then I come back home. So I'm like, oh, that was fun for one day. Next thing I know, day two, day three, day four, day five, next thing I know, I'm 23 years old, and I'm just graduating college, and I'm literally, that one day where she took me in there, I had been going to school nonstop. From that day on out. What does this have to do with field day? It's the fact that kids get took, they get vexed, they get kind, they get bamboozled. What does they have to do with field day, bro? Well, the thing is, is that field day was just the silver lining of it. Like, that was, it kind of, kindergarten was all a blur to me. Other than field day. Other than field day. But then, what I was more so saying is that every day was field day for me until that one day she took me to that school. And that's the, I know, I was in school until I graduated from college. It was ridiculous. That's what little kids feel like when we take them to school. You didn't feel like that when you went to school for the first time? No. You knew you were going to school. I knew I was going to school. I was ready. I had you my book so bag. Different. Like, I was just like, so different. I didn't know what the hell was going on. But see, I went to preschool. I've been going to school since I was two. Well, did you feel three. that way in preschool? Yes. I get to ride the big yellow bus. No, I'm talking about, did you feel like, hey, that was cool? We got to do this every day? No, I wanted to go. Wow. I got to ride the yellow bus. My cousins. I never was rode there. the bus ever in my life. Like it was a I never thing. rode the bus to school ever in my life. It was fun. I was spoiled. I got dropped off at school all That's my fine. life. I walked to school some years. That's when it was like down the street from my house though. Nah. Never took the bus. But um anyway. The bus was cool. First grade field day. I remember our I had two teachers because we had a first and second grade all in one classroom. Mm-hmm. And we did tie-dye t-shirts. That was what I remember about that field day the most. But outside of that, I don't remember any other field days. Um, that was the last two field days I remember. Was I don't first remember in any, kindergarten and first grade. I don't remember any details. I feel like the rest of them, I was always in trouble, so I never got a chance to participate. I don't remember any details about um, my field days. I just know we had them. I remember the shirts, and then like at the end, we would sign the back of each other's shirts. That was grown. Um. I think we did that. I think that's that's literally, I just remember like there being different stations. And then sometimes we, I think the carnival was something different. I think that was in the fall. 
we had like the Duncan booth with the teachers. That was that was kind of like a field day in the middle of the year. I do remember what I was about to say. I don't know. I forgot what I was about to. Oh, I do remember um, fifth grade Getting going distracted. into sixth grade. We was so excited about going to middle school, like or sixth grade. Really, it was middle school because we knew we were going to middle school. Myself, I didn't go to middle school. After fifth grade, I went to like this magnet school, like a creative arts school. Uh-huh. But I thought I was going to middle school, but my mom ended up putting me in this creative creative art school. That's not middle that school? That was the best thing I ever. No, it was literally fifth and sixth grade only. Uh, that was the best school I ever went to in my life. I cried. Like the way my elementary school was, it was an elementary school and a middle school, but it was a small middle school. Like they literally had one community for... for Middle school. Some hippie shit. And I didn't get I wasn't one of the people chosen. Like it was a lottery to get into the middle school. And I wasn't one of the people chosen. So I had to go to the regular school and I was just like really, really My distraught. life is over. <laughs> I was really sad because I really, really wanted to stay there. Kinda glad I didn't though. Man, like I met a Jim Jones Kool Aid drinker. No, I just I just liked the people that I met in middle school. Oh well yeah. And middle I don't, school. I don't that's think I would have had that, that same. You don't know for the rest of your life, almost like. Pretty much. Middle like literally like every that. friend that I have, except for two, three actually, I have five friends. Four, I think I'm the fifth. But yeah, two of them I met known since middle school. One of them no. Middle school is weird for me, cause like my elementary school. I I'll say my elementary school probably was the best elementary school in the city. Mm-hmm. It was Dora Ryder and anybody that's from my city, they like they repped that elementary school. Did y'all have field day in middle school? No. Oh, okay. I told you I went to a high school in middle school, so it was completely okay. different. Um, I'm trying to think in general, is there a field day in middle school? I don't believe there is. What about the end of the year in middle school? We just had water balloon fights. Literally? And got expelled from school, basically. Yo, like that used to blow me like... How do you get expelled on the last day? Like they carry a suspension oh, carry over, over yeah. into the new school year. Like I thought we were starting from a clean slate. Bro, they'll find any reason. Don't get me started on this. I will don't, have a conspiracy. That <laughs> will have a conspiracy. But it's just so like even funny, little kids like, be getting suspended from school now. That is crazy to yeah. me. It's just so crazy that like, like the first week of school when you. Getting to know all your teachers, you learning what your classrooms are. You getting like the foundational information that you need to have a successful school year. Like you fought somebody two days before school ended, and you got a five day suspension. So like the first five three, days. like the first three days of school, you just missed that. That's I, I got suspended from school for two How weeks. How is that legal? I got suspended from school for two weeks one time. I know. I don't think I've ever. And in that two weeks, that's when I discovered a different world. <laughs> so hindsight, I feel like I wouldn't have went to college had I not, not got, got suspended. <laughs> oh God! I um, that is wild. I've only yo. had in school suspension. Never had because I never, I never really did anything that warranted me getting expelled or like getting suspended for a couple days. Most of the time, it was just me like talking back to teachers or just like being a smart aleck. The same stuff I do now. Some things just don't die. But don't. um back to Dora Ryder. Best elementary school. Uh, um we're it was weird. About, we're talking about field day. I'm talking about school. We're talking about schools in general. 
That's like, not what you said. That's what we're talking about. Can we talk about this? Can I talk about it? Yes, it's going to overlap into something else. Okay. I can't talk about it if you keep interrupting me. Go ahead. So, um, I feel like, because you were talking about the friends that you cultivated. I told you I didn't have a middle school for real. For real. So, I just wanted to explain how the dynamic was. When I went to, um, Pierce Harvest was the school. It's no longer even standing anymore. They tore it down. But for sixth grade, the creative art school that I went to. These niggas would tear down the school, but they'll leave an abandoned building up. They actually tore that one down. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, anyway. Um, all that other stuff I saw that they could have tore down. They left a lot of schools up, too. There's a lot of abandoned schools I'm in my city. I'm just talking about buildings. Yeah. They got buildings from like the 60s and 70s that's still Doing just nothing. nothing. Yeah. That's why my mom be so amazed when she come down here. She be like, y'all look close something and it's something else being in it in no time. Yeah. Y'all got a good chamber of commerce. That's what she always say. It's a military state. Anyway, we're not getting off. Stop interrupting me, um, please. Um, so I went to that school, the sixth grade, in sixth grade. I met quite a few new people, but just a select handful of the kids that I went to school with in elementary school did come to that school um, with me. And I felt like only the real cool parents really knew about that school, like the creative arts school. It was so dope. Like, <laughs> what you mean the cool parents? I don't know how to explain it. Like the parents that wanted their kids to like, they knew that they were creative. Like we did, we went on field trips literally every day. It wasn't necessarily field trips, but we just did stuff every day, like music related. We went to plays. We we did it was we art wrote school. plays. We and it was in the cultural area, so we were around all the, the Flint Institute of Music, the Flint uh, Institute of Art, the Sloan Museum, all that stuff. Like we were right in that area. The school was built right in the area where we can literally walk to all these things. So we did workshops and field trips every day, ceramics and writing plays and learning music theory and dissecting rats and going to the planetarium every day. Like we were doing something. It was crazy. But anyway, um, to digress back, but and then when we went to back. South, huh? Nothing. To go back. I'm not even going to use digress because maybe I'm using it wrong. <laughs> to double back on where I was going in the beginning. Um, once I got to Southwestern, that's kind of when I linked back up with all the kids that I went to elementary school with. And those kind those connections kind of ended up being my friends that we kind of met back up. So it was a mixture of Pierce and, and Dory Ryder back together at Southwestern. We ended up being tight again. So it was, it was weird. But just that whole dynamic of being in the high school, like we kind of grew up a little early because we wanted to like, I ain't going to say we wanted to impress the high school kids, but we were doing shit that we ain't had no business doing. Yeah, I wanted to impress the high school kids. I don't know why you don't want to say that, but that's what it was. That's really what it was, I guess. Yeah. We was fighting all the time. Anyway, though, so end of the school year, did y'all ever have any, like, water balloon fights and uh, water gun fights? Not that I recall. What about people that was like, at the end of the year, I'm whooping your ass. And it was like a big fight at the end of the year. You don't recall any of those? I don't think it was like appointment fight. Like, <laughs> I'm going to wait till the end of the year. In his own. I think, like, at my school, they just fought, like, on Bruh. site. But there were fights at the end of the school year, of course. We had riots at the end of the school year. No, nah, we didn't do that. Like, I remember it was a fight that was so bad one year. Like, it seemed like whole classes were fighting with one another. And then one girl... 
And it was so funny because my mom was coming to pick me up that day. And she was like, I saw it. I saw it. She'd tell me right now. She was like, this girl had a damn lock and they was fighting. And she was like, this girl threw the damn lock at the girl. And I saw it hit her dead in her, fa- in her head. And she fell straight the fuck out. I and was David like, and bruh. That's what it sound like. He's playing the, the rock with him in the forehead. <laughs> Bruh, it was crazy. The they were fighting like, over the ugliest nigga I ever seen in my life. The only like big thing I remember didn't even happen at the end of the school year. It was like, I feel like it was an early release day, but I could be wrong. For some reason, they decided to put the early release lunch at the end of the school day. And there was a food fight in the cafeteria. And then like, because my freshman year, my class of kids started their freshman year in the new school building like they had just built this like multi-million dollar high school (laughs) and it Norview definitely needed it but um it was a lot of stuff that they didn't want us to do like we couldn't eat in class we couldn't chew gum we couldn't even walk on the track and Jim, they literally would make us run the mile like in shit. the building. Put that plastic on the couch. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a freaking facility for students. Like, y'all know this jank ain't going to be pristine, but for X amount of time. So, um, I lost my... Oh, yeah. Like, it was just certain stuff that that they didn't want us to do. And because that food fight happened, they took everything away. I was about to say, y'all probably couldn't do nothing after that. But I guess that might have been the one that brought the camels back. Then after that, y'all could walk on the and track. And that's all like, I don't remember, like, water balloon fights and gun fights and all that stuff. And even if they did have them, I was probably gone. Well, you know where I live at in relation to the school. Bruh. So I was just walking home. I ain't have time to be out there with y'all. I remember I did get into a water balloon fight, and then they tried to suspend Fooling me. And My mom came ain't up there. Ain't nobody got time for it. <laughs> we were definitely pulling them. But I got into the water balloon fight, and the girl, and it was so crazy because I wasn't like I wasn't even trying to get into it with him, but we did, and this girl had hit me with a water balloon, so I kind of hit her back with it or whatever, and then that's literally when we got caught, and they tried to suspend me for that jump. My mom came up there and was like, "Yo, he ain't even throw the balloon. The girl hit him with it. You trying to or your mama wanted them? Not my baby. She definitely wasn't. If my mom was on my side, it was." It was a miracle. My mom never used to have my side when it came to the stu- when it came to getting in trouble at school. Cause she'd be like, "I know him. He, you damn right he did. And I know he did it. Cause I know him. I know him." And I used to get my ass towed up because of that. I, it got to the point where the teachers used to literally call my mom just to amuse themselves because they knew that they that it wasn't nothing I was gonna say that she was gonna believe. All they had to do was just call her. She was gonna come up, pick me up, whoop my ass, and bring me back to school with a sweater on or some shit. I don't know, but anyway. The, the, the teachers used to literally do it for comedy. They'd be like, you want to see something funny? They'd be sitting there drinking coffee and shit and just call my mama. She won't believe me to this day if I tell her that, but they did it for fun. Mr. Dunsmore, you know who you are. You ain't shit. But anyway, though, so digressing on, yeah. Elementary school, good times. High school, good times, would you say? Yeah. I feel like high school was better than college for me, but that's just my experience. Um... So, what's next on the docket, babe? In the spirit of high school. What does that mean? Friend zone. So, we're talking about friends. Oh, I was like, what? I feel like friend zone was introduced to me in high school. What you think? You and these ice cubes. 
in the step. Bruce, I'm joking, I'm this joking, is I'm joking, not I'm joking, ASMR. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. joking. Alright, go ahead. Um, you, you the one who, you was talking. Alright, so friend zone. I said I feel like friend zone was introduced to me when I was in school. Like, what do you think? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I got friends on a lot because, like, literally, I had a lot of female friends growing up. I don't know why, but I like to hang out with, like... Can you not with the ice on the mic? Just chew it up. God dang it, Brittany. Golly. Nobody wants to hear you in their ear smacking on ice. Go ahead. Chew it. You don't even understand how much I'm interrupting, like... Okay. You don't understand how much you interrupt the podcast. Okay. But anyway, though, so um, I had a lot of female friends growing up, like a lot. Like I had dude friends, but I really hung around my female friends though, because I just enjoyed their company more than my my dude friends. Like I hung out with them after school, and we hang out, play basketball when I was in school. Though. I hung out with my female friends. So um, a lot of them, the majority of them, I always kind of had a crush on them. I ain't gonna lie. But it never really worked out. They friends on me. They friends on the mess out of me. And honestly, I can honestly say I only got out of friends on one time. In a, in high school, anyway, I got out of friends on a lot once I got older, but because I figured out the trick. But I did get out of the friends on in um high school, and that was kind of weird how that one happened though, like. It was more like borderline. We were super close to the point where we realized, dang, like, it, the attraction was mutual. That's how I can put it. And then we so were you really friend zoned if the attraction was mutual? Well, we we started out as friends, but then we realized we liked each other. I thought the friend zone means that's all you see in that person. It's just Usually what ends up happening with the friend zone is one person wants a relationship. Right. But the other person just want to be your friend. So then you wouldn't, you would have never been in the friend zone if the attraction was mutual, right? Well, technically, the reason why I say that was friend zone was because we were literally just friends. Like we were friends to the point where we called each other brother and sister. I don't, um, I don't view that as being friend zone. So you say friend zone is an after result after you shoot your shot. Yeah, I got you. I get that. That makes sense. That makes sense. I feel like some people don't even shoot their shot. The girl may know that they're that that friend likes them, but they just like, no, nah, we ain't about to go there, like subliminally, right. and then they just keep them in that. But they, they still keep try that to that try zone. to get out. All right, well, give me your example. Give me your experience of friends. I don't really. You ain't one. never had one guy friend that hung out with you a lot to the point where you knew that he was attracted to you, but you didn't want to go there. No. Did you have a lot of guy friends? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh my god I didn't Bruce Brittany you literally life experiences none what, how, because I didn't have male friends like, no, I'm just talking I had about just male a journey because every time like, we have a discussion no about things that friends. happen in childhood and just you want to know younger. who my male best friends are oh. my cousins okay you see how big my family is why I need friends when I got 25 million cousins I got a lot of cousins too. I had them as friends as well. Right, but I like I'm telling you, it was different. They were my cousins. I was always around my family when I was younger. We literally stayed like across the court from each other, down the street from each other. All of us went to the same church. That project. All of us was on. <laughs> all of us was on like the dance team together. 
my family were my friends. I had people that I hung with in school, but like outside of school, I didn't have neighborhood friends because I didn't know nobody when I was old enough to like go out and play in the neighborhood. I had one friend. I'm not a very charismatic person with 50 million trillion friends. To this day, for the last 20 something years of my life, I've literally had four or five friends, all of them females. I've had one male best friend that I met when I was 16 and we were just friends. And we tried to shoot our shot with each other, but it was just like, because of how we developed a friendship, we just knew that like me and you just probably not gone. So we just not going to try. And we didn't. It's crazy because you're ruining the whole the progression of the conversation of friend zone. Because I don't know how I'm gonna go, how I'm gonna be able to play the whole getting out of the friend zone. Because I figured, like, I, I feel like a long time ago, me I and my brother, it. we figured out how to get out of the friend zone. Okay, share. I don't know if I should share Do with t- you because I don't know if you're gonna one respect the opinion of it, and then two, if it's gonna be too much for the podcast. Because I feel like this podcast just done got labeled into PG. Why wouldn't it be PG? Because we're trying to talk about real stuff. How do you get out of the friend zone? Just say it. You grown. All right. So how you get out of the friend zone, especially in the event. So essentially, when it comes to the friend zone, there's two goals that you're trying to do when you get when you're trying to get out of it. Either you're trying to have relations with the young lady or young man, or you want to be in a relationship with that. So you're trying to have sex with him, or you're trying to be in a relationship with him. Correct. Okay. So, in the event that you're just trying to have sex with them. And they became to know each other. <laughs> they became Biblically. One. Biblically speaking. But anyway, um, <laughs> listen, man. I'm listening. So, I figured that the more that you kind of discuss sexual experiences with that person, y'all compare notes with one another. Mm-hmm. The more that it keeps coming up and it be keeps becoming a topic, especially depending on the type of person that you're talking to, if they're one of them people who y'all like, how can I explain it? Y'all real cool and real detail, real, real cool and real detail, exactly, and real vulgar and not really reckless, but just free, you know, yeah, free and no inhibitions and things like that. So the more and more you keep talking to them about those type of situations, eventually. It's going to be a curiosity that's going to build up. Right. And when that curiosity builds up, that's when the opportunity arises. Now, the thing is, when the opportunity arises to get out of the friend zone, you must perform. This is my thing, though. I think my perspective of friend zone and being friend zone did is more relationship-based and less sex-based. But I think it's different because, like you said earlier when we were discussing this, Friend zone for men and women are completely different sometimes. But I think nowadays it isn't. The line has uh, actually been erased. in my mind, if I friend zone you, ain't no chance in us having sex. Ain't no chance in a relationship. Like, all of that is non-existent. Right. That's friend zone. But that's friend zone. Right. But you're saying that there's only, there's two ways. To, it's this way and it's that way and I'm saying to get out of the friend zone so that means you're no longer going to be friend zoned right but my thing is there would in my case I would say it is there's no way to get out of the friend zone because 
if you're in the friend zone, I don't want to have sex. So with you're you. saying that it's not friend zone if you have that opportunity to get out. Yes. That ain't true. Because friend so. zone just mean that you guys label yourselves as just being good friends with one another. See, we have two different definitions of friend zone. You think that friend zone is a is an end result is a way uh, is a means to an end. What? You believe it's a means to an end. What does that mean? I don't understand. That it's a result. It's a consequence that if you if we hang out, da, 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 we can say we're friends, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're friend zone. It's not necessarily friend zoned until you shoot your shot with me and I turn you down and I say we're better off just being friends. That's friend zone. No, not necessarily. You ever heard people be like a female will know whether she would date you or sleep with you within the first five minutes of conversation? That is um, true, but you, that doesn't no, mean... My question was, have you ever heard that? Yes. Okay. So, from that angle, you don't even have to shoot your shot with me. You're just somebody I would not date. You're somebody I would not sleep with. You're in the friend zone. Whether you shot your shot or not. Brittany, but what I'm saying is, there's a way of getting out of that. Because of your definition of the friend zone. No, because, hear me out. I'm I hear here. what you're saying. I'm here. All I'm saying is, is that you're you're thinking it in a different way. So you're saying in that five minutes, I determined that it could never be anything. Exactly. Right. That's fine. That could happen, but if there's a way to sway the opinion, it ain't gonna take five minutes. It ain't gonna be right there on the spot. It's gonna be later on down the line in the friendship. The more the friendship develops, there's plenty of times where people who are just friends end up dating each other and getting married. And they may have felt that way about one another from the beginning. Just because you feel that way about someone in the beginning of the first five minutes, you're like, oh, it could never be nothing. Don't mean there ain't going to never be nothing. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. That's true, right? I understand what you're saying. You've never experienced that? Yes. I'm with you, ain't it? Right. I don't think you ever said that it would never be nothing with me when you first met me. No, I didn't, which is why you weren't friend-zoned. Like, you were friend-zoned, but you weren't friend-zoned, if that makes sense. You're confusing yourself. No, I'm not confusing myself. I'm clear on what I'm saying. Brittany, just because... I might you, not be able to articulate Just because it. someone thinks that, oh, I I know this person right here, I could never do this, this X, Y, Z with this person, doesn't mean that that opinion can't change. People change their mind all the time. Okay, I understand that. So, all right, well, what I know is people change their mind all the time. Just because you have that preconceived notion of that person from the jump, doesn't mean that it will always be the case. So... You may feel like you're never going to be attracted to this person. They can do something that you didn't even know that was going to attract yourself to them. Or even vice versa. You could be super attracted to this person. They do one thing and it changes it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So getting out of the friend zone, you got to have those type of conversations with that person, depending on what you're trying to do, really. If you're just trying to have sex with the person, that's what you have to do. But if you're trying to be in a relationship with them, it's about spending a lot of time with them and... It's kind of harder when you're trying to get a relationship with them, honestly. I've gotten out of friend zone in that situation where I actually dated the I girl. I think that would be easier. Shh. It's hard. It's hard because of the fact that um, it's not, you can't just have sexy, freaky conversations with this person and then they're just going to build a curiosity. This is more so you got to be showing yourself as when you're not around, they miss you. When you're not around, they're like, oh my God, like, I think I'm in love with this person because they do X, Y, and Z, and this is all I wanted out of someone. You know what I mean? Okay. 
Like they're realizing you, you're the one. It's kind of like the um, my favorite song ever written. Um, Why you just say you like you from Baltimore? <laughs> no, never. <You> did. <laughs> We're gonna have to roll that back because I don't recall that. You do what? No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to say something really. I'm about to bring it home. It's kind of like my favorite home, song that was ever written um by Usher. Well, it's Usher. You make me wanna. Yeah. That song is so deep because it's that situation. Like literally. You roll your eyes with that song is really deep. Like you, <laughs> you end always up always say how profound it is. Cause for him to be so young singing about that situation, that's real. He didn't write it. I know. Jermaine <laughs> Dupree wrote it, but it's just the fact that him singing it is just like and singing it with such conviction, like he knew what it was about. Granted, he probably did because he was young and he was famous. So he probably did. Or Jermaine was like, say this, this particular way. <sighs> okay, Brittany. You know everything. Anyway. I don't know everything. Um I know a lot though. The song is really saying like you end up being with someone and then your friend on the other side is the one who's like consoling you and getting you through the hard times and things like that. And then you fall you fall in love and you be like, dang, you should have been the one I got with. Like, you're the one I want to be with. Nah, but, nigga. You make me want to leave the one I'm with. Exactly. You make me want to leave the one I'm with and start a new relationship with you because you are everything that I want and need. And I didn't even notice it. It happens all the time. That's how you got out of the friendship, the friend zone when you're trying to be in a relationship, I feel like. That person got to realize, damn, like, and usually a lot of times when you're a guy in the friend zone with a girl, that's mm-hmm. your best friend, they are in a relationship. Majority of the time they are. And you're the one that they vent to. Damn, that shit sounds But that could also man, be misleading. What you mean? Because you always want to, like, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you have a friend of opposite sex and they the person that you vent to in this and third, anything, it's the 80-20. Anything that's not, true, anything true. that's what you're missing out of that relationship is going to appeal to you and it's going to make you want to lead the one you with. But that's not necessarily true because, like you said. I'm not saying all the times. So I'm just right, saying right, right. in general. It could be I misleading. get you to say it's an 80-20 type situation, but the good thing about it where the chances are really, really good and the odds are in your favor is it's because you guys you are friends. you already have a previous relationship with that exactly. person, right? You're friends. And see, that's also another thing that will keep somebody in the friend zone. Because I've known someone who I was just like, because I've seen you in relationship with other girls, that is what got you in the friend zone. You're so that girl. No, I'm just saying. You don't believe what people show you? I feel what you're saying. I feel what why, you're saying. Why am I that girl? What girl am I? <laughs> Enlighten me on my stuff. This is like... And you be like, I seen you in Iraq with a girlfriend. Mm-mm, no, never. Uh. Is that a bad thing? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but that person could be completely different from you because you don't know the energy that that girl is giving that guy to make him be that way. How often is that the case? Let's take it to personal experience. Do you want to hear my story? You can tell me your story. We know your story. You already know the story. profound. Was was he different for her? No. And she was close enough to see everything that was happening. No, he wasn't different for her. That's different. No, it's not. It's, it's I get not. what you're saying, but that's not always the case. It's the a, thing is, you make a rule and a generalization. A that may have been the exception. I don't think that's an exception. It wasn't an exception. But I don't think that's an exception. More than not, more if times out of 10 you, that happens. Okay, so you've told me about this girl that you dated. Everybody envied y'all relationship, and y'all was like the perfect couple. See mm-hmm. or no? Yeah. So when you're another girl looking at y'all two together 
you're like, dang, like it got me about three extra relationships out of that last one. Right. It definitely did. Because they looked at you and saw the way you were with that particular person and it just happened to be positive on a positive spectrum and could see themselves in that situation. The same way when somebody like you showed yourself to be a good boyfriend, which made them be like, dang, like if I had the opportunity, I would. It should be the same way for negative. So why do girls? If I see the way way (laughs) you are when you're with this person. Right. I feel like you're going to do the same thing to me. Yeah. Or that should be the general rule of thumb. And that'll make you want to like you or not like you. So some people just really like being in situations where they're going to get mistreated. Some people really think they can change people. That too. Some people really think, watch me show them that I have what it takes. To make this person act away. And what did Jada just say? What you see is what you get. Jada just said, a man has to be a good man for himself before he could ever be a good man for you. That's real. Simple as that. So, yes, you can get friends on it by the things I see you do to other women. True. So, moving on to the next topic here. Uh, what section is that? That's uh, I didn't even know we were gonna do a section, but I guess we can do it like that. Yeah. I mean, that was a couple's therapy topic. True. Yeah, for the culture. Um, in light of the, who? What's the name? Jason Weaver. Simba. No. Born what's the name? Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell. Mitchell. Okay. I knew Weaver wasn't the right Jason. Jason and I Weaver want to put that is, on I'm going him. to Kansas City. Woo! Kansas City, here I go. Bop, bop. <laughs> I can't say. Simba, nigga. I just can't wait to be king. No, that's. He, Jason Weaver, is. Desirable. Yeah, he's all those things. Um, Not desirable, but yeah, all those people. What did you say? Hot? Desirable? I said not desirable. Because you said, I'm desirable. And I was like, he's all those things. And I was like, no, not desirable. Oh, I, I was cleaning up was what I said. I mean, that was his saying from uh, ATL, right? Yeah. Anywho. So, the Jason Weaver situation. Mitchell. Mitchell. I keep, <laughs> sorry. I do not want to put this on him. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad with this. Terrible. <laughs> like, my man just trying to live his life out here. <laughs> Jason Mitchell. Um. Everybody knows, yeah, from the shot. Everybody Man, knows easy. the situation because we talked about this last podcast. But um, Lena Waithe did an interview, a phone interview with the Breakfast Club. Excuse me, which I didn't watch or listen to because, like, in the comments, people was like, basically, this is a forty minute waste of time. She answered no questions. She rope a doped, and like, basically. Talked about some other stuff. Talked in circles around it. Yeah, or just was talking about like how um, women behind the camera and just changed the narrative. I don't blame her. So, but why call in to do a have a conversation about it if you're not going to talk in to have about, a conversation it. about it? Or that yes, was plan? they called her um, because of the situation. They called her, or she knew that they were going to call her about it. She knew that they were going to call her, of course. They My sk- thing it is, was a I phone interview. That's you got to remember that she's the producer of that show. It can come back on. 
then why? So you're saying she say should have been trying to get ahead of it? Anything. She didn't say anything. No, yes, she did. She got on the interview to talk, address the Jason Mitchell situation, but did not address it. You should have never got on the interview if you're not going to say anything about it. You can have your people put out a statement that says, I have no comment on these allegations at this moment. We here at the shy are doing everything we can to sort this out. Right. Period. That's all you have to say. You don't have to take, you don't have to do a 40 minute interview about the situation, but not saying nothing about the situation. Anywho. Off my soapbox. I was gonna say you felt somewhere about that. Yes, because like I like leaning away. <laughs> no, I I do, but I also understand that as a woman and a person of color, you're in a space where it's your responsibility to, I guess, represent. I don't know. This is the question I had because for allegedly, what people were saying was that she knew about these allegations from season one and didn't do anything allegedly to alleviate the situation the chick who played his girlfriend they said like had her boyfriend come into set with her because she felt so uncomfortable in scenes with jason so it's just like are you responsible for the actions of the people in your circle that was my question like because when i was reading the comments from the interview, they people were basically saying, like, if you knew about this from the beginning, you should have been fired him. But she never said what actions, from what I read, she never said what actions were taken. Is this a damn Chicago thing? Like, because <laughs> she from Chicago, uh, the show called The Shad. It sounds very R. Kelly like. Well, they didn't say exactly what he was doing, just making. It sounds like some. Just making the the women on set uncomfortable and it just wasn't yeah harassment more so than assault from what i've been able to gather but a lot of people have been tight-lipped about the situation it's a touchy situation right the reason why it's touchy one is because in this day and age everybody say that they will try to get uh uh ahead of it or like say something to someone about yeah, it or yeah, yeah. confront it but people have it go on at work all the time everybody is not abiding their hr codes when they at work true think about how many times they show us them hr videos where they say if you if such and such shows something crass on his phone that he thought was funny to x y and z and you just happened to be there and saw that would you a go to uh, hr <laughs> yeah, and do this or yeah. would you tell them put that away don't ever do it again or would you just laugh and go along with it a lot of times we just laugh and go along with it but this is my thing you're the ep yeah you the lead your name right. is on there right it's not like peer to peer but the thing is is that we don't know the relationship right that... which is why and i'm not saying that that alleviates it because it's still an effed up situation but a lot of times when you build relationships with people, you build a leniency where you let them get away with certain things because of the relationship. So you're saying it could have been a situation like, look, they brought to me to my attention that you've been out here wilding and acting the fool. I want to see you What I'm going to need you to do is calm because... You, you my boy. Right, 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 right. I want to see you win. We got to end everything. Uh-huh. Chill out. 
that conversation probably did happen. But on the other hand, it could have been a situation where she kind of just may not have said anything. We don't know. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, people are, the backlash is coming upon her because people are putting it out there that this is not, like, a new thing. Like, this is something that was happening. And that's why she's not saying nothing about it now because the backlash is coming back on her. But to me. You should get ahead of it. You either say, I didn't know about it season one. I had a conversation with him about changing his behavior, this, that, and the third. Because from the little bit I did here, it was like, are we going to give people a chance to redeem themselves or to show some reformation? Mm -hmm. There's certain steps that has to be in place in order for that to happen safely. Because while I'm giving you the chance to redeem yourself, I also have a woman over here who feels victimized by you. And I can't just make it one-sided. Yeah, I just can't like show compassion towards you because in general, these type of men aren't showing compassion with her leaving her over here feeling like whatever. Like I've been in a situation where I felt not physically threatened, but just like I was being harassed and stalked and all this other kind of stuff. And like the person who in charge when I brought it to their attention was basically like, what do you want to do about it? What, what would be the best, most comfortable solution to this problem for you? And even being asked that question, I was like, well, I don't want to just like be the reason that, da, 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 but he was like, Oh, well, I'll just put them out. I'll just be like, you can't, you can't come here. You're not welcome. And like, I didn't want to make that call, but that was what I was feeling. I just didn't want to say it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. The thing is, is that it's hard for someone, especially in a newfound position of power, right, to be in charge of that and make that call. But she had to make that call. But that's what you that's what you signed up for. This is what you signed up for. I'm not saying that she's um you know alleviated of her duties of doing it. Uh But. You can train, 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 but when it's time to execute, some people can clam up or so, you don't know how to handle it or you don't handle it according to your training. So, um, the dude, Gary V, I was, I follow him like on social media or whatever. And one of his clips, they, he was sitting in the boardroom talking and they was like, um, the girl was like, is it true that the most important thing you can do as a CEO is hire people? Like, is that one of the, I don't know, like main shows of power or whatever, because it just started that conversation in the middle. So because of his answer, I feel like there was an additional conversation that was happening out like before the camera started rolling. But he was like, no, the most important thing you can do from a position of leadership as a CEO, as a supervisor, as a boss, is fire somebody. And they was like, well, dang. Like, that's a and power... And with me... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Like, dang, that's a power flex. And then he was like, no. When you hire people, you only see... They're only presenting you with 
face value. Once they're in the company and you realize that they don't fit the culture Mm -hmm. of the company, not even that their work is not as good, but if their values don't align with the values and what your company represents, when you can't ethically let them go, you should fire them because it's a warning to other people in the company that this type of behavior won't be tolerated. This particular action won't be tolerated. And then it makes room for you to bring somebody else in who elevates the vision of the company. And that's what I feel like more so than that relationship, which I feel like happens with black people in business. It's a relationship that kind of keeps you there. Well, else you would have been gone. Come on, yo. Bruh. So there's a storm in our area right now. And like, couple minutes ago the power flicked off and on and now it's doing it again and our soundboard will will go off if the power goes out yeah laptop would be fine but the power board um i mean soundboard so i actually agree with you on that um i was reading this book at my job where they were saying that well one of the books anyway um i'll shout out the name of the book when i get a second here but it was saying like it was a CEO who wrote the book and she was saying that one of the hardest things, well, she was saying the same thing that you were saying, like the biggest power thing, I guess that comes along with being a CEO is firing someone. Mm-hmm. But she was like, one of the lessons that she did learn after she had, she had fired someone was more so it's more important to let them know what they're doing wrong to give them the opportunity to show whether they're going to reprimand, not reprimand, but, um, reform themselves i guess you were saying mm-hmm. or fix it right because the thing was was like she was just i ain't gonna say she was power crazed but when she fired the guy it was just so final and it was just so whatever whatever and that it kind of took her aback when the guy saw her like you know a couple weeks or a couple months later he was like well i wish you could have told me what i was doing wrong before you fired Right, but and it kind of made her think, like, dang, like, dang, that is something that as a leader, that is a good quality to have in the midst of being um, a CEO or things of that nature. I understand that in certain contexts, contexts, but it's just like harassment a male employee harassing a female employee, do you really well, want to give them the yeah, opportunity to reform themselves? I get what you're saying on that. That could be a completely different type of situation. And I was see, just more so talking like, about on the premise of what we were just saying. Right, I understand that. But I'm saying tying it back into the Lena Way, um, Jason Mitchell situation, like if she did give him a chance to reform himself and redeem himself, is that is that necessary for that situation? Because while you over here redeeming yourself and trying to show that you could be a good boy, she's still traumatized by whatever it was you did or said to her. And she has to act like she isn't. Right, right, right. Yeah, once the damage is done, it's really hard yeah. when it comes to that situation. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand it. Like, my nigga, like, that's your boy. Like, we in this together. We want to come up. Like, don't want to run this. You just getting, your career is just getting under the, your feet. Right. But at the same time, like, bro, it's 2019. Me you should have knew better. Me too been out here. Like, Columbus Short was, no, the, was the sacrificial lamb. Columbus Short, Harvey Weinstein, like, Bill Cosby. Like, all these dudes are red flags telling you that this behavior will not be and is not acceptable. 
And then on top of that, if I know and it comes out that I know, this is just the way I'm thinking. If I know and it comes out that I know and I didn't do anything or do enough, do you know how quick cancel culture is? Lena Waits could be out of here. No matter how much she She done for the culture, she could be out of here quick because they... They get anybody out of here. They be they tried to get Mike out and of here. And you think it ain't nobody. They tried to get Michael Jackson out of here, B. And you think it ain't <laughs> nobody else that's sitting there waiting for her to mess up to take that, take that spot. Throne. It's only six young black writer producers in Hollywood right now. You think it ain't no more waiting to get put on? Justine waiting. Just for the uh the plug for the book here that I was talking about. Uh-huh. It's called uh, Radical Candor. Be a kick-ass boss without losing your humanity. Uh, read by the author, Kim Scott. So, that's my audible. But anyway, though, um, yeah, it's a really, really good book for leadership, especially when you're going into, like, supervising uh, positions and upper management and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Really, really good book to read. Uh, yeah, so that one, it had that story in there where she was saying that the employee came back and was like, well, I really wish you would have told me. Yeah. What it was. I, I just feel like wrong. certain things. Yeah, certain things you can't. Yeah, like. You should know better. Like him, on the other hand, I feel like like what you're saying, all those examples of what not to do. And when you're in that, there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with a position um, that you're in, especially as a African-American male, African-American female. It's a certain level of responsibility that we got to uphold um, in these positions because there's so many eyes on us. And there's so yeah. many. And so. Before you go into it, I yeah. feel like for him to do that is very irresponsible. And it's almost kind of like borderline, something's wrong with you. If you feel like you're not, like you're going to get away with yeah. doing this. Something wrong with you. So you think that you're too good to <laughs> go down for harassment, for harassing someone? First off, you're wrong for harassing her in general. But secondly, to do it in the wake of the climate. Like, you know this is where everybody, this is how everybody is falling off. This is what everybody is going down for. This is where the and attention is. The we attention out here is right on this, this specific topic. Like, people got their eyes right dead on harassment right now, yeah. more than ever. And you're out here harassing on a top hit show. You're wild. Something's wrong with you. You're so wild. Yeah, you're boy. a wild boy. Like, my, 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 Johnny Gill should sign you. <laughs> like... Shoot, like, dude, crazy. Dude, crazy, bro. So, to put a button on it and to answer my own question, I think I've come to the conclusion that yes, you are responsible for the behavior of the people in your circle, especially when that behavior can affect you. Well, the thing is, yeah, Lena Waif might go down for this, but I think the good news is that it's not blowing up. I hope she doesn't because I feel like she's just not getting her stand. No, not even that, like, so hypocritical of me. But we need you in this moment. Like, your voice is a critical voice in this moment. It's a mistake that you learned because you've never been in this position of leadership. But people can use that same argument. It's a mistake that he learned because he's never been in this position of whatever. It's too many examples. Yeah, and I just also feel like it wasn't her action. She She mishandled the information that she was given regarding it. And could have made a better leadership call, but it wasn't her physically doing the but, harassment. you know what they always say. What? When things like that happen, they always go to the leader. Yeah. And the leader head got to roll. Got to roll a lot of times. 
I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't either. But I hope she does take this as a lesson that no nonsense. Yeah. Like, ain't no chances when it comes to... To that situation. I hope she learns what things you can give second chances to and what things you can't. Correct. All right. So, I actually just remembered, talking about Lena Wave, the topic that I had wrote down when I was at work today, baby. I thought we was going to do a photo culture. What time is it? This is for the culture, actually. Okay. It's a weird for the culture. It was that that was for the culture, wasn't it? Not for the culture. Up on game. Up on game. I don't have any up on games. You got any up on games? We're doing good on time. Okay. So I can I think I can squeeze this in. Um What's good I, on time? Do I need to say the time right now? I'm asking. It's an hour. Okay. Um I was just asking. I, it's just weird to talk about the time on the show. Mm, we did it before. Anyway. Uh yeah, so <laughs> I was writing down how the movie industry is dead. Like, let alone Black Hollywood, but just the movie industry in general. Like, no, really, nobody's making movies anymore. What? Huh? Listen to what I'm saying. Motion picture, box office smash hits. No, everything is literally Netflix, Hulu now. In the culture has shifted. Now, granted, I know this is talking about the obvious, but as far as motion pictures go now, the only thing that is hot in the movies now are sequels. No original composite, like no original films and things of that nature, like new stuff is really hot in the box office. They may come out, but nobody go see them. It's all sequels and remakes. See or no? Everything that's good that people like to watch that are like original films. That would typically back in the day would have been box office smashes or just coming out on Netflix and we just watching on Netflix. People prefer to watch shows now than movies. Original series and things like that. Like the only thing that's hot now is sequels. Like they keep coming out with Avengers and Transformers and and Fast and the Furious. I don't know how many more Fast and the Furious franchise movies. Terminators. Franchise Expendables. Franchise movies. Disney. Pixar, like kids Disney movies. remakes. No, I'm just saying, like Pixar, ki- yeah. kids movies. Kids movies are good because kids Franch- like to go to the movies. Franchise movies, kids movies, and horror movies. And horror movies. And I don't even know why they still doing horror movies. Horror movies are terrible. And pretty much. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> I was to say, like you get a. But I don't want to believe that because I'm an avid. Sucks. I'm an avid movie watcher, and I do go to the movies. I like going to, to the movies as well. And not and just it's a specific culture that you can't. You can't. The feeling of going to the movies is something that you just can't take away, but it's gone. I don't think it's gone. I think it's waning, but I don't think it's gone. Like, it's rare. Like, you get a movie that you're interested in going to go see, and when they, when they do make one, it just be seeming so cheap and just rushed together, don't it? Uh, no. I think about all, and it's always the same movie. Like, What's the action the movies where it'd be people um, coming in, breaking in houses and things of that nature. It's always that now. What's the last good movie aside from a Disney movie? A Medea movie. Uh, wait. What's the, a Disney movie, a franchise movie, a horror movie, a kids movie. What's the last good movie you went and saw? Uh, the last good movie I went to see, to be quite honest, it might have been a thing like a man, but that ended up having a sequel, so that doesn't count anymore. It might have no, been I didn't that. Say sequel. Sequels don't count, man. Just answer the question. Think like a man. Might have been that think was like it? a man, or either that Viola Davis movie 
Where the, uh, no, 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 no. The other one where. Oh, Widows. The Widows. Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. I didn't like the Indian yeah. movie. But. So I was going to say maybe Us. Us was, was good. That's a pretty good one. That's a horror film. Acrimony. Oh, yeah, Acrimony was good. Acrimony. Well, that's a Tyler Perry film. I feel like that falls into a category. Tyler Perry is someone who can always he's gonna get always draw people. So right. yeah, let's take that out. The same way with Pill, um, but I'll give him that because well, he's let's new. take that off because that's a horror. Let's take Tyler Perry off because people gonna go to Thing see like a Tyler a Perry was a movie. Sequel. That wasn't Tyler Perry movie. That was a TD. Uh, no, 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 it, it was wasn't TD. Stevie. Uh, yeah, Stevie. Girl oh, trip. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> uh, it was uh Steve Harvey. And Will Packard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now that I took Acrimony off the table, because that was my one. Acrimony was good, though. That was what a was damn good movie. Maybe not Girl's Trip. There's certain people that's going to do well in movies, and that's I can't, those I can't people. remember, like, the last movie that wasn't in one of those categories that was like, oh, my God, I loved this. Incredibles. That's a kid's movie. I know, but Incredibles was damn good, though. So you pretty much got to be one of those five things. Everything else we watch on Netflix, and they be good. Really good. I mean, you? Oh. Yeah. That was good. Uh, All the Girls I Loved Before. <gasps> Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. That, that was, was a good movie. That was a good movie that I did see in theaters True. that, that I really, movie. really liked. But I watched it on Netflix and I appreciated it more because I watched it at home. It was on Netflix. We watched that on demand. Oh. But, so, you said you don't have any up on games? Because ain't no good music out. In movies, ain't nothing in theaters. But so that Sierra about. album was all right. Sierra album was all right, but that came out a while ago. I ain't even talking. Oh. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't ready really to put you up on game. You, it showed it no more because I thought it just came out. No, it's been <laughs> out. It's been out. Ah, that's funny. Um, the way she talks about Russell Wilson, I can only pray that you talk about me like that one day. She talks What's about him name? like, you see she went like the first future. time I heard the Beatles. That's how it seems like. Like euphoric. Oh, I was like the Beatles. Like, I'm just not. It was a, it's a joke, B. Uh, I'm about to say it's not my cup like, of tea. Com- so com- com- comparing something like you, be like, oh my god, it was amazing. It was like the first time I heard the Beatles. It's funny. Oh. <laughs> I really wish I had a. Um, uh, what's that nigga name? That was my laugh. You said what's his name? I laughed. I don't know. Kawhi Leonard laughed. <laughs> Whatever, that was my my closest thing. Anyway, that's all I got. I'm trying man. to think of some up on game. We ain't, we've really been slipping on our shows. Yeah, like we've been just like or anything new. Focus on other so stuff. this is okay. We're gonna do the same thing we did last podcast. What do we have to watch that probably is worth watching? Are we gonna watch when they see us? Yeah, we're gonna watch it. I gotta prepare myself to watch it. I'm not going to be as upset as I think everybody else was because I feel like we prepared ourselves by watching confession tapes so we know that shit like that happens. Yeah. I think that was a shock to people to see how they do people in depositions. Yeah, yeah, But if you watch confession we, tapes, which we told y'all the, about. And you see the real life deposition, it's not far-fetched. It ain't. Especially if you already know the story at the Central Park Five. That too. You're kind of familiar with it. But to see, a lot of people were saying, yes, we knew the story, but to see it, Re-enacted. Not as a documentary where it's cold and facts are this, that, and the third, where it's actually acted out re-enacted. and reenacted. Mm-hmm. It it takes a it puts a different lens on it. So we gotta watch that. I it's think I want to start. I think I want to start watching The Handmaid's Tale. So I probably start that tonight. 
tonight. We're gonna ask y'all anything that we need to watch and put it to the yeah. Put it to the listeners to see if there's anything yep, that you yep, guys yep. give us. Because we actually are really good at finding new stuff, but uh, right now we kind of been like we, stagnant. We've been we flowing. haven't we haven't really been stagnant. We just been focusing on the new stuff that we have in mind in for the store. podcast. Yeah. So that's just like pretty much been consuming our free time instead of watching TV. Like we're handling business pretty much, and hopefully and when we drop it. We just gonna drop it. You guys gonna be able to see those things within the next month or two. By the end of the end of July, it should definitely like we should be on a new wave. Let's put it that way. Anything all else, right. babe? That's all I got, babe. You got anything? All right. Nope. You can watch the game now. <sighs> the game almost over. Anyway, though, um, <laughs> catch the last three minutes. And then the TV just turned off. Like, nah, nah you ain't gonna watch shit. <laughs> well, the power went out, That's so the saying. TV never popped back on. All right. Well, say bye to the people, babe. Bye, y'all. We're going to see y'all soon. Later. Music major. I see you looking what you're lurking as. Boy, you so late. Get out the past. Watching me walk away. You want it back. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Heard you been asking my friends about me. Trying to see where I've been. Trying to see you one week. Trying to slide back on the slip. Yeah, I know you mad and you feelings. Yeah. You were sleeping on a kid. Yeah. Now I got you feeling sick. And you madder than a bitch.